Hello, everyone. I'm Cassidy Bias, and you're listening to Adulting 101, the podcast. This show covers all you need to know about how to survive adulthood and life after college. Are you a young professional who's becoming a new parent soon? Or are you currently just looking for parenting advice? We got you today. Here to help me with this conversation is my friend, Allison Baldwin. Allison was actually on the show last season, episode 21, via How to Survive Being Laid Off. Today, she's an associate instructional designer and president-elect for the ATD Greater Atlanta Chapter, an organization that works on talent development professionals. Tune in as I talk with Allison more about this topic. Hi, Allison. Hi, Caspi. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So, Allison, thank you for joining me on today's episode of Adulting 101. I wanted to ask you specifically about being a parent and adulthood in general. So, first off, what is it that you do? I know you've been featured previously on our podcast before. Would you be able to tell us of any changes, any updates? Sure. So, now I'm an associate instructional designer. And right now, my main projects focus on script writing and working with video production teams to create engaging videos for learners. And also, on the side, I am now the president-elect for the ATD Greater Atlanta chapter. And this is an organization for talent and development professionals to come and network and gain resources to help them in their job or career. Congratulations. Yeah, sounds like you're doing a lot. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, first, before we go a little bit more into that, when exactly and how did you find out that you were going to be a parent? Uh, my husband and I found out we were pregnant in late September of 2014. And it was just through a home pregnancy test. And this happened to be three months after our wedding. So that's how we found out. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a really quick turnaround as far as finding out. Yeah, it was a beautiful surprise. Three months later, found out we were going to start a family. What things were going through your mind after you found out that you were indeed pregnant? The main thing was, I felt like I was in a good place in my career. And so, but I knew I was going to have to slow down and prepare for motherhood. I was going to be a first time parent. And so was my husband. But I mean, quite honestly, the first thing I thought about was, you know, when I found out the due date, I was like, okay, the baby is going to be about two weeks old by the time we reach our first wedding anniversary. So we were planning to do like a special anniversary trip, but we realized I was going to have to wait because it was going to be hard to do that with a two week old baby. Why did you decide to start a family? I mean, I always wanted to be a mother. And so even though we were newly married and I was in a good place in my career, I just felt that this was the time it was meant for us to start a family. I don't know if it was a great time. It was just meant to be to happen at this time. You know, I was still pretty new in my career, but I just kind of just rolled with it. You know, I also was in my early 30s. And so this was like, I don't know if I wanted to wait any later to start a family. Oh, yeah. The early 30s and thinking more about if you want a child or not. I know for me personally right now, I'm getting into that time period and I'm getting a couple of conversations from my folks of, oh, <laughs> when are you having kids? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, great. It's that time. Right. That is definitely something that you think about as you press into your 30s. I definitely understand that. Yeah. I mean, everything for me just happened at the same time. Thankfully, I had I finally felt like I was on a upstream with working, found the right type of job, company, and also got married. A few months later, was also pregnant. So everything really literally happened at the same time. 
you know, that's just kind of life. That's what happened at that time for me. Though life can be unexpected, it's also beautiful and it can also happen to you all at once. Yes. What things did you learn from being pregnant that people didn't tell you about? What are the hidden secrets? I'll first I'll tell you a story, then I'll tell you the hidden secrets. So first of all, being pregnant, it is a beautiful journey. But I mean, honestly, outside of the morning sickness or hearing about scary labor delivery stories, you don't really hear about other challenges related to pregnancies. Most women have easy pregnancies, but not every woman will. I was later. I had a random pregnancy challenge that came up that I didn't even know existed, and I don't even know why it happened to me. So at our 20-week appointment, this was the appointment when we went to find out the sex of our baby. We found out we were having a girl, but literally right after my doctor told us that, she said that my cervix was opening up. So basically, my body was preparing for labor. Your cervix is not supposed to open up unless you're about to have your child. That sounds pretty scary. Once you said that, I was like, oh, goodness, okay. Yeah, so she sent me to the hospital, and I had to undergo a procedure called a cervical saclage, which is with a give you a stitch to hold your cervix. So it, it did work. And I was also put on permanent bed rest until I was full term. So I was on bed rest for four months. I mean, there really was nothing I could do to prepare me for this situation that came up. But once I processed the news, I did find support groups online and there were other mothers that were have going through similar experiences. But at 37 weeks, the doctor took out my cerclage, the stitch, and I was free to move about. The awesome part about that was my daughter was actually born five days after her due date, her original due date. So, you know, we went from talking about her possibly being born at 20 weeks to her being born five days late. In this case, the procedure worked. And thankfully, that was my only pregnancy issues. Um, I didn't experience random issues during labor and delivery. What are different things that may happen during labor or during pregnancies? Well, I mean, some challenges that some women could experience, they could experience high blood pressure or diabetes while pregnant. Some women get really bad morning sickness, some don't. Having your baby extremely early is another issue. And I'll talk about that later because that's actually what I experienced in my second pregnancy. But when it comes to labor and delivery, I mean, sometimes you go in there and you may have to have an emergency C-section. Like you can, for the most part, plan for a C-section. You know, you can have your baby naturally or through a C-section where they basically do surgery and they just pull the baby out of your to your stomach. And so um, some women, something happens and they have to get the baby out immediately. So women, they're in labor for a long time. I was in labor for a long time as well, but it was pretty straightforward. It was definitely a... Um, Interesting experience, to say the least. I guess until you're in the situation, there's mainly medical challenges that may come up. But like I said, most women have easy pregnancies when nothing comes up. But you just have to be prepared because sometimes something will come up and that comes up that's unexpected. And that's what happened to me. But thankfully, everything worked itself out with that pregnancy. What things did you learn from raising your first child and, and even your second child? Things just happened. Our girls are close in age, but that was not planned. I mean, especially after my first pregnancy, I wasn't expecting to get pregnant again so soon. Our children are 19 months apart. You know, life already throws you curveballs, whether you're a parent or not. But with raising kids, you get curveballs all the time and you have to be quick to adapt. My second pregnancy experience, it was the complete opposite from my first. My second child was premature. She came at 26 weeks. For three months, my husband and I visited the NICU every day to go see her. And you do skin to skin, just talk with her, watch her grow. But on top of that, we still had to raise our toddler. 
And I did decide to go back to work after six weeks with the doctor's approval, because for me, work was a distraction. And Casper, you know, I'm big on professional development. So during this time, when she was in the queue, I literally went to work, did my job and left and went to the hospital. And thankfully, she came home and she's a healthy child. She'll be four soon. But every parenting story is going to be different. But no one told me that when it comes to raising kids, you just need to expect disruptions to come your way. And sometimes they will be major. And then sometimes they'll be minor. Like you could be in the middle of a meeting and your child has an accident and they need a bath like right there, right okay. now. And so all you can really do is adapt and overcome. Like you just kind of have to not freak out about it, but just kind of roll with it, so to speak. Adapt and overcome. Yeah, and I feel like that's really good as far as just life in general. I feel like that's great practice. (laughs) With kids, it's kind of like times two. So you've got your things to worry about. There's something that comes up with your children. I don't have kids, but I have thought about having kids uh, one day. And I know that one of the things is, in fact, having a certain number of kids may make things a lot more interesting. My mom, she tells me about experiences all the time of me and my brother and how we were both handfuls, though I personally believe my brother was more of a handful than me. (laughs) Is he older or younger? He's younger. He's younger. Though people actually want to believe it. He looks like a grown man with a full beard now and he's like taller than me. So people are like, oh, is that your little sister? Whenever they come up to me and I'm like, no, (laughs) wrong. That's happened to me before. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The struggle is real out here. So Allison, just going a little bit more into being a, a working mother in general. I want to hear more of your perspective on that in relation to a speech that I had actually heard from Shonda Rhimes. She addressed the mistaken belief of, quote unquote, doing it all. Really, I just look at working mothers myself and I'm like, how do you do it all? And usually the response from either me asking other individuals, I get the impression of like, oh, well, it's no big deal. You know, I'm super mom. I can do anything. But the response that television producer Shonda Rhimes had given during a commencement speech at Dartmouth College in 2014. And she told us during the commencement speech how exactly she does it all. She said that she doesn't. She said, whenever you see me somewhere succeeding in one area of my life, that almost certainly means I am failing in another area of my life. If I'm killing it in a script for work, I'm probably missing bath and story time at home. If I'm at home sewing my kids' Halloween costumes, I'm probably blowing off a rewrite that I was supposed to turn in. And just to summarize everything, something is always missing. And yet, I want my daughters or my children to see me and know me as a woman who works. I want that example set for them. I wanted to hear from your perspective. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I could totally relate to that. And I did watch her speech and I thought it was very profound and relatable. Yes, it was a good speech. You know, people ask me how I do it. And I'm like, I honestly tell them I take it day by day. I mean, no matter how organized you are, how much help you have. I mean, she's right. Thankfully, I have a job where I can work from home. And prior to COVID, my girls went to the on-site daycare at work. All of that was great. But no matter how organized you are, how you manage your time or how much help you have, it's a lot. And you can't get to it all every day. Sometimes I have a list of things I want to get to, but some things I have to put off to the next day, especially if it's not related to family or work. Like if you're doing something for work and then missing out on like a bath. I actually had that experience for the first time last year. I missed one of my daughter's first school field trip and their soccer game because I took an opportunity that weekend to attend a leadership conference. So that was my first time experiencing that. I was like, man, I'm going to miss her field trip. But 
I get have this opportunity to go to this leadership conference. On the opposite end of that, there's been way more events and conferences and traveling I missed out on because I didn't have child care. So yeah, when you're working, you are missing something. You have to make a sacrifice somewhere. What advice do you have for people who are considering becoming a mother or, or a parent? They're afraid of missing out on different opportunities as far as their career. Absolutely make sure you want to have children, even if it's 10 years from now, because as I've shared, sometimes things happen that you don't expect, even if you plan to have children. So as long as you know this is something you want one day, it does make the trade-offs easier. Right. You don't want to say one day like, oh my gosh, I wish I didn't have kids. Oh no, what did I do? Mm, Exactly. So, I mean, if family is important to you, if you're not already working for a company or working for yourself where you have that flexibility, try and find a company that they don't just promote the work and life balance, but they also live it. That's important. And if you're at a point where you don't have kids, but you know you want them, now is a great time to be selfish and enjoy yourself. You know, make that bucket list and accomplish as much as you can before you settle down with a family. Because, I mean, you can still do cool and fun things with your family, but it's definitely easier to experience more when you're younger and aren't responsible for anybody but yourself. I feel like that will make the trade-off a little bit easier when you do have to settle down and have to focus on your family first before anything else happens. Yes, that makes me a little bit nervous, just thinking like, oh man, I have to do X, Y, and Z before I have kids. Because I'll be honest there, I mean, there are things I wish I did more or things I did before having kids. I wish I traveled more internationally. I love to travel and I travel a lot, but I wish I did in a more international travel. And then maybe even like if there's somewhere you want to live, go live there, you know, for a few years, then come back. You know, I could travel internationally with my husband once COVID is over or, you know, I could take the girls with me. But I think it's cool if you get a chance to do it by yourself or with your friends when everybody's a lot younger. Well, I mean, um, once COVID is over and everything, I mean, this will be the perfect time to look into tickets and see where you would be able to take everybody. So what advice do you have for those who may be interested in starting a family or who who are currently in a family? You know, when I decided that I would be going back to work or become a working mother, I felt really guilty signing the daycare papers. You know, I didn't have family nearby. So you're entrusting a stranger, so to speak, to watch a child. But I think what has kind of helped me over the years is meeting other working mothers who are also managing a family with more than one child because they are also trying to grow in their careers and they're also pivoting and adjusting to changes that happen with their families. So those of you who may be kind of struggling with that, I mean, just find you a support system because that definitely has helped me continue to work and try new opportunities. You don't have to become best friends with every mother or father (laughs) that you meet, but if you make that connection and you all click, that's definitely a great support system. That's definitely a tip that I would give. It's hard because, you know, you're at work. Sometimes you want to be with your kid or be with your baby, you know, but you have to work. That has helped me for sure. If you are um, currently about to have a child or you are planning within the next year or so to do it, I would definitely say know your rights as a parent and understand your company's benefits regarding pregnancy and maternity leave and paternity leave. Do research on the Family and Medical Leave Act, or FMLA. That is what secures your job for 12 weeks. So it's unpaid leave, but if you decide to go take care of your baby, spend time with your baby, and want to come back, you have 12 weeks and they have to hold your job. So definitely read up on the uh, FMLA. Also, look and see if your company or 
what companies offer paid maternity leave, you can use that in addition to your sick and vacation time and have some of that time off paid. Then I also, I mean, whether you already have a child or you're about to, um, it definitely helps to write down your career goals and just also be patient as you're managing both your home life and your work life. I also write about these tips to managing parenting and working on my blog, sweetserenitymom.com. So that's another resource you can use as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about your blog as well? I mean, my blog is about continuing to develop yourself while you're also parenting. One of my posts I talk about, if you don't have time to serve as a leader or volunteer somewhere, you can always still develop at home, like using apps on your phone, find different ways to still grow in your career. And then also I do go into more detail on my experiences with my pregnancies. Those are some of my older posts, but it's kind of a hybrid of both. Everyone check out Allison's blog. I mean, I checked it out myself and it's really valuable information, just learning more about how to manage everything and move forward. How would you say being a mother has helped develop you into more of a leader? Being a mother, I feel like I'm more determined than before. I just feel like my discipline, my drive is stronger and it's easier for me to prioritize what's important and what I need to give my energy to. The other thing that that has kind of helped me, being a parent has showed me how you have to be able to roll with the changes. So, you know, when you're working or if you're in a leadership position, you'll hear about change management. Even though with all the changes going on, sometimes it's okay to be still, especially when you don't have control of what's going on around you. You know, you don't have to stop your goals. You write your goals down. But sometimes situations, you know, around you, you don't have control over. So it's okay if you need to, like, pause and reflect on what's important to you. And you may be redirected in your life. So let's say that a parent is trying to figure that out. They're trying to figure out how exactly to pause once they have so many things going on. And they think, like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. Da, 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 da. What advice do you have for parents who say, like, oh, I don't have time to pause. I don't have time. I got so many other things that I need to do. There's two answers to that. First, in my case, sometimes life makes you be still. Like I said, I was going about my life and I was told I had to be on bed rest. And I was on bed rest 16 weeks. I could not do anything except get out of the bed, go take a shower. Life literally did that for me. But something I would say too is maybe take like an hour to yourself, like whatever that may be, like be away, maybe take a nice, like a nice shower or go for a walk. Just find some time in your day or in your week just to be still. You don't, it doesn't have to be weeks or months, hopefully. <laughs> just trying to find that time where it's quiet. You know, you just have time to refresh. Both as being a non-parent myself, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, so I have all these hours in the day I have to do X, Y, and Z. I can't possibly take like one hour out of my whole entire day. Uh, still trying to work with that and acknowledge that there are more than X amount of hours in the day. I, mean, I do that now too, even with work. I mean, when I'm working, I'm working at home. My kids are at home a lot because of COVID. Right. I have to force myself to take an hour for lunch or take an hour to go walk outside or go for a drive. I have to, because if not, I will sit there all day and work. Some people have to put that time on their calendar and just say, this is the time I'm going to use to just take a break from things. And you need that in order to regroup and be the best person you can be and, and the best parent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you, Allison, for being on the podcast or for making your second appearance on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it and giving your perspective. 
on being a working parent. So I feel like listeners will really appreciate your expertise and your advice on this. And just wanted to say thank you again. Thank you. As always, Allison, thank you for your advice. And thank you, audience, for listening. I'm Caspi Bias. Talk to you next time. Remember to subscribe to Adulting 101, the podcast, and follow me on social media, LinkedIn at Caspi Bias, or on Instagram at C-A-S-B-I-A-S. Adulting 101 is a part of C-Bias Productions. For more podcasts, please visit Spotify or Apple Podcasts.